It's 7 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, 3 p.m. in London, 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan, and in Malaysia, it's 1982. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Hello. Welcome in. Welcome, everyone, to all of our live viewers watching on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Twitch.tv. Uh, welcome to you and to our podcast listeners who will be listening to this live stream a little later on. Thank you for your downloads and subscriptions over there on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all those different places. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you will find us. And thank you for finding us and subscribing and your downloads. Appreciate it. The numbers are doing very well. We appreciate that very much. Um, all right. And a big announcement right off the top of the show. A big announcement right off the top of the show. Starting Saturday night, in addition to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv, you will be able to watch us live on Rumble.com. Yes. We have uh, made arrangements and worked out a deal, and we will be able to be live on Rumble.com on our normal three days of the week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, but you will also have another outlet for us. Uh, Rumble.com is also where you will find all of our past episodes, all 100 and, well, today is 108 episodes we've done, and they're all there. Just go to rumble.com, uh, sign up for a free account, no cost to you, totally free. Cool channel, cool website, lots of great videos there, and um, sports, entertainment, viral stuff, a lot of politics, uh, and entertaining shows, sort of like this one. You'll also find us there. You, it's a J. Sheldon No Pants on rumble.com. Sign up for a free account and please subscribe. Subscriptions are very helpful. Uh, Cigar Cigar Love has liked the stream. Well, thank you for that. Hey, Luna Amethyst, hello. Hey, yo. Let's see, she says, don't know if I'd do body paint for Zook. Eee, yeah, that does seem like a lot. Hmm. Uh, good luck, whatever you decide. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, but yeah, go for it, why not? Why not? If you can, you can. Hey, by the way, if you're on twitch.tv and you're watching, or if you just want to go there, uh, you can find merchandise for our show. You'll see this. Uh, here we have our show logo. And on the other side, it is the little lady herself, Miko. And not only these great coffee mugs that have been customized for us, but also T-shirts and uh, hats, hoodies, stickers. There's some real cheap stuff. And it's, it's quite cool. Mouse pads, I have one of those too. I'm using that here. And uh, yeah, you'll find all of our merchandise. Merch, Miko merch over on twitch.tv. So check that out. Uh, so, okay, we did the uh, we did the big announcement about Rumble and uh, I'm very excited about that. We're really happy to be over on that, uh, on that platform. All right, it's time. Miko update. Miko update. <laughs> Miko, 
Miko's doing great. Uh, she had a huge, she must have been, for some reason, again, I told you last time, she's eating me out of house and home. She ate her dinner like in five seconds flat. Woof. And we gave her a lot. I cooked a lot tonight for her tonight. So she's doing really well. Um, she has a new fan club. Now, I live in a, a it's semi-gated community here. It's not big, you know, ooh, aren't you the fancy rich guy? Believe me, I'm not. Uh, but it's a really nice area. And um, we have several different little gardens and parks scattered throughout. There's one big central area because the whole place is set up like a spider web with all the streets around. And um, there's one spot where almost at the end of our walk, a big long strip of a park that goes along the outside of the garden here. And um, there's always kids playing in the park uh, about the time we go for our walk. And suddenly Miko has become the superstar. All these kids have wanted the chance to pet her. Now, Shiba Inus are notoriously not that good, with, not social animals. They're not that good with people outside of family. Miko could not be any more different. She loves other people, kids and adults, male, female, doesn't matter. You show her some love and she'll love you right back. Um, other dogs, I've told you that before, she loves other dogs, loves to play. And uh, these kids have seen her now for two or three times that we've been out on our walk. And they today, as we're coming up towards where they're on the, the playground uh, equipment, the swings and stuff, uh, all of a sudden I hear, Miko! And here come all the kids uh, running over to see Miko. She's such a superstar. She loves the attention. The kids are a little standoffish at first they're not quite sure but you know i reassure them that she's fine with people just got to go slow and you know take it easy so they're they're very carefully touching and petting her and tonight they decided they were one of them decided to bring her a stick which she loves to fetch sticks and catch sticks so she took the stick in her mouth dropped it on the ground and then another kid eventually all the kids start bringing her sticks so she's got this huge pile of like five or six seven sticks all in a pile there, but um, <laughs> it was great. She's uh, She's got a fan club now at the park on our walks, and uh, she loves it. And it's so nice, because they were asking questions about Shiba Inus and about her in particular and the breed, and um, so I was able to kind of educate them and get a, give them a bit of uh, knowledge about Shiba Inu dogs. And, uh, and so they learned a little too, a little educational experience for them. But it is so nice. It, it just, when you see the, the, the kind of love and appreciation these kids have for animals, and uh, Miko in particular, it brings tears to my eyes. It really does. It may, I'm, I'm a big old softy, okay? But uh, yeah, she's... <laughs> She's do and you know what? I figure, hey, if I can educate kids about animals and how to be nice to them and be kind to them, all the better. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see. We got lots coming up tonight. 12 extremely disappointing facts. You will be disappointed uh, from the music business. Uh, we had a gold medal at the Paralympics mm, stolen from us. Say what you want. We got ripped. And of course, chapter four in H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds will be uh, coming up. 
here in just a little while. We'll have that for you. Uh, Luna, want to see how my Tati cosplay works with my regular hair? Uh, yeah, although Tati has some very definitive hair, so I don't know whether you might not need to put a little gel in there. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, let's see. All right, let's let's jump over here and chit chat about Zayed Zokefli. Um, Zayed Zokefli is an amazing. Paralympian, who uh, we all here in Malaysia have uh, thrown our, our support behind. Uh, and that in spite of the fact that he lost out on a, he was actually awarded the gold, broke a world record, and then had it all sadly ripped away from him after he uh, appealed and uh, a disqualification and he, that appeal was rejected. It's an incredibly sad story. Um, Malaysian athletes at the uh, 2020 Tokyo Paralympics been bringing top-notch performances to the world stage. This, by the way, is from thesmartlocal.com, so I had tip to them. Uh, they were clinched to, uh, to win another gold medal Tuesday, uh, yesterday. Uh, Mohamed Zayed Zoukefli competed in the shot put and even broke a world record. However, disqualified on BS technical grounds after his stunning performance, a decision Malaysia appealed, but that was rejected by the world para-athletes. Um, three athletes, including Zayed, were disqualified from the event. Um, yeah, we were all just celebrating, and then just hours after that, he was disqualified. Uh, missing out on the chance to defend his gold medal win at the Rio 2016 Paralympic Games. According to a, a report by Bernama, the victory was contested by the Ukraine camp, who claimed Zayed had showed up late to the roll call area prior to the shot put event. Talk about nitpick. You know what? Yeah, I know. Good sportsmanship. Be fair. You Malaysians, you're far too milquetoast. You're far too wimpy. Put up a fight. Call out what is just some technical crap because you got beat, uh, Ukraine. And so, you know, you can't just let it be that the guy's better than you. And you can't just let it go and admit that you lost. So you got to find, you know, it's like these lawyers that just sit on the street corner and wait for to get a case, you know. Oh, you fell? Come here, I'll take your case to court. It's just, yeah, the uh, idiots at the Ukraine camp. Uh, he had an incredible, absolute, here, let, let me take it, here, let me show you. Here is, here, I'm not going to play the audio part of this, but uh, credit to uh, Astro Arena. Here is the shot put that uh, that was not only the gold medal, which it is, and should still be, but is uh, is a world record. Unbelievable! Look at that. Sorry if you're listening in on the podcast, but uh, you can find that the video on Rumble.com/slash J Sheldon No Pants. And there is uh, our amazing world record-breaking gold medalist, Mr. Zulkefli who deserves every, every, every bit of credit. Wow. And uh, sadly, the 
morons from the Ukraine had to nitpick their way into... Did they even wind up winning since they complained about, uh, about that? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? You are a champion in all of our eyes, and you will forever be that. Do not, do not let them take that from you. Uh, we are all incredibly proud of you. Uh, I, sp I think I can speak for about every Malaysian there is to say that we couldn't be more proud. All right. Uh, some things that may not make you terribly proud, and that is... <laughs> That is the weird business, which we call the music business. I found this list. It's over on BuzzFeed now, BuzzFeed. But this is so weird. It's an old list, but it's the strangest stuff that kind of makes you go, huh? What? Creed has sold more records in the U.S. than Jimi Hendrix. What? Seriously. Uh, Led Zeppelin, R.E.M., and Depeche Mode have never had a number one single, ever. Rihanna has 10. <laughs> Seriously. What is, what's wrong with this picture is like the theme of this whole thing. Um, same with the Carpenters, Tina Turner, and Radiohead. Wow. Keisha's TikTok sold more copies than any Beatles single. Can you imagine? Flo Rida's Low has sold 8 million copies, the same amount as the Beatles Hey Jude, a classic. Oh man, this is, these are just weird. The Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. I got a feeling, you know. It's more popular than any Elvis or Simon and Garfunkel song. Unbelievable. Look at that. Celine Dion's Falling Into You, which was not one of her biggest hits. I mean, it's a big hit for Celine, and I love Celine. But uh, her, her Falling Into You song sold more copies than any Queen, Nirvana, or Bruce Springsteen record. Can you imagine? Oh, and did you hear the story about this little nerd who's now suing Nirvana? Yeah, I'm not going to get into that moron. Uh, how about the same with Shania Twain's Come On Over? Now, folks, I am the biggest Shania Twain fan on the planet. I love this woman to death. Shania Twain is just, she is it for me. She's the most beautiful woman on the planet, in my humble opinion. But she also has the most incredible talent. If you don't know Shania Twain, please look her up. Go YouTube her, Spotify, whatever it is. Put her on your playlist. You could not do any better than Shania Twain. But the same is true of Shania Twain. Uh, also, more than any studio album by Whitney Houston or Pink Floyd. That's Celine Dion's Falling Into You. More copies than Queen, Nirvana, Bruce Springsteen. And Shania Twain's Come On Over, same thing. 
listen to this, Katy Perry holds the same record as Michael Jackson for the most number of number one singles from a single album. She's tied with Michael Jackson for the most number one singles from an album. Katie freaking Perry, are you kidding me? Oh my God. Uh, Barbara Streisand has sold more records, 140 million, than Pearl Jam, Johnny Cash, and Tom Petty combined. Whoa. Yeah. Can, combined. Now, how about this one? People actually bought Billy Ray Cyrus's album. You probably won't remember him. My Achy Breaky Heart Guy. Do you remember that song? Uh, people actually bought the album Some Gave All. 20 million people. More than any one Bob Marley album. More than any Bob Marley album. People bought Billy Ray Cyrus's Some Gave All. Good God. The cast of Glee... You remember Glee? That's another good show. You check that out. At least the first few episodes were the first season or two. Uh, anyway, they had more songs chart than the Beatles. That's insane. And the last disappointing news, this guy exists. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's some very disappointing news. That guy exists. If, if you're listening on the podcast, that was simply a picture of a very young Justin Bieber. Mm. Sorry, coffee break time. All right. <laughs> oh, my. Unbelievable. Talk about disappointment. All right. Speaking of amazing Malaysians, we got another one for you. This is from Mashable. Uh, it's sea.mashable.com. A hat tip to them for their article here. Malaysian students' genius invention beats 120 others to compete for the James Dyson Award. Check this out. Very cool. There's his, uh, his drawing. And I don't know if this is actually the device or like concept art. But after beating out 120 other entries, three Malaysian university students have earned the honor of representing Malaysia for the prestigious James Dyson Award, which will see the overall winner crowned towards the end of this year. Uh, the award is handled, handed out annually by the James Dyson Foundation in the U.S. to design and engineering students who successfully come out with innovative solutions to real-world problems. Over the years, more countries from all over the world have sent in entrants to compete for the prize. And this year's award sees some 28 different countries taking part, including uh, our very own Benny Bei Hu Kui Mei, Lu Jingzhang, Yu Jingyang, and Yap Chun Yun. They are second year students pursuing a Bachelor of Product Design at Asia-Pacific University of Technology and Innovation School of Media, Arts, and Design. So mad, uh, these three Malaysian students. And um, after coming out tops among all the Malaysian participants, they earned a cash prize of 
about 10,000 ringgit, which is around 2,300, 2,400 USD. Uh, the team's entry, which is a sustainable pod to desalinate seawater and convert it into drinkable water. It now squares off against 27 other national winners from abroad. Uh, if they win, they'll walk away with a cash prize of just over 38,000 USD, which is about 160,000 ringgit, and an additional sum of 6,400 USD, 27,000 about, for their university. And that is it. It is a device they have in, uh, designed this must be a artist's rendition of a device that will convert seawater to drinkable water. And it looks relatively small. Uh, imagine it would be something you could carry if you were, you know, put it on your boat and if you got stranded at sea and you ran out of drinking water, might very well save you, save your life. That's brilliant. And congratulations again to the team from Malaysia, from SOMAD. Uh, Bei Mei, Lu Xingyang, and Chap Chun Yun. Excellent, excellent. Nice, nice job. Brilliant. All right, speaking of brilliant people, I got another one for you. This is such a cool thing, and it's it actually winds up being such a brilliant idea. Um, a, and this is a true story. There's a picture here. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, sorry, go to rumble.com slash jsheldonnopants. You can watch the video. Um, a lady took her son to the supermarket. He has, has uh, Asper Asperger's syndrome. And the young man found a very messy shelf. You'll see here one of these, you know, 98 cent bins where everything is just shoved in the bin all helter skelter. Well, he put all the products back together. You'll see the picture on the right where he, he put everything into stacks of the same products from this mess on the left to this very well, easy to find organized bit on the right. His mother took a photo and shared it on social media with the caption, and what a brilliant idea this is. What would happen if companies started to hire autistic people? They would have organized, efficient, and punctual employees who would not stop until the task had been completed. Disabilities sometimes means ability. We all have a role to play, and it is time to create a better and more inclusive world. And we like that a lot. That is absolutely brilliant. And, and truly, what, what a great idea to use what, what some call a disability as an amazing ability. And uh, there's the proof of the pudding right there in those two pictures. That is absolutely amazing and such an incredibly good thought. Seriously, I love this idea. Not bad at all. All right, what else have we got going on here? Oh, <laughs> a quick one. I saw this one. Just it's very brief. Wanted to share it with you. Nice piece of advice. Correct each other, especially here. You know, especially here on on social media, Facebook, Twitter. By the way, I've become much more active on Twitter. You'll find me there under it's Jay Sheldon at it's Jay Sheldon. I T S Jay Sheldon. You want to follow me? Go ahead. 
I don't post a lot, but I share a lot of stuff. And I'll warn you, I have a very conservative bent. So you'll see me posting things that might tick you off. I don't care. It's my opinion. That's my Twitter. If you don't like it, don't follow me. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Correct each other in private. Defend each other in public. And keep your personal business off of social media. I'm not sure wiser words were ever spoken. Now this says keep your personal business off Facebook. I expanded it to include all of social media. Correct each other in private. Send them a, a DM or something. No need to be nasty with your comments in the comments section. Defend each other in public. Stand up for each other and keep your personal business out of social media. Okay? Unless it's a Miko update, then you can listen to my personal business. <laughs> okay, I got one more to go and then we're going to move on. We did about a half hour here so far. Um, this is really funny. I always like to leave you with at least something either inspirational or to give you a bit of a chuckle. And I think this will. Um, great story. Great story. <laughs> Late one night, Jack takes a shortcut through the cemetery. And he hears a tapping sound. Let's see. Can I do a tapping sound? There you go. Hearing this sound, he quickly becomes scared and quickens his pace. The tapping gets louder. Jack is now scared out of his wits. And then he notices a man chiseling a tombstone. Ho! Oh, thank goodness, Jack says to the man. You gave me quite a fright. Why are you working so late? The man turns to Jack and says, They spelled my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> An unexpected twist to that story. I love that. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Very nice. They spelled my name wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, one quick plug, folks, while we have the time before we get into our book here. Uh, if you are so inclined and I could be uh, ask you a big favor, go check us out on patreon.com slash Sheldon. You can help to support the show there. It doesn't cost you a whole bunch of money. Just a little, little tiny bit. And uh, you can help to support the show. There's different tier levels there with some really cool uh, little plus benefits. If you join at a higher level, you'll get access to our books all sorted out by chapter and cut out just the book reading, not the whole rest of the hour-long show we do uh, three times a week here. And our top level will get you some voiceover work from a professional voiceover artist. That would be me. Um, so check it out at patreon.com slash Sheldon over there on, uh, on Patreon. Okay, it's time. It is time, it's time. First serialized 
back in 1897 by Pearson Magazine in the UK and Cosmopolitan Magazine in the US the same year. Uh, the novel first appeared in hardcover back in 1898, a 120, 30 years ago, 20-something years ago, a long time ago, all right? It is H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds, and uh, we have been reading chapters. Uh, the cylinder has landed. It has not yet opened, although it's about to. And uh, that's where we begin chapter four. It's called The Cylinder Opens. When I returned to the common, the sun was setting. Scattered groups were hurrying from the direction of walking, and one or two persons were returning. The crowd about the pit had increased and stood out black against the lemon yellow of the sky. A couple of hundred people, perhaps, there were raised voices, and some sort of struggle appeared to be going on about the pit. Strange imaginings passed through my mind. As I drew nearer, I heard Stent's voice. Keep back! Keep back! A boy came running towards me. It's a movin', he said to me as he passed. A screwin' and a screwin' out. I don't like it. I'm a-goin' home, I am. I went on to the crowd, and there were really, I should think, two or three hundred people elbowing and jostling one another. The one or two ladies there being by no means the least active. He's fallen in the pit, cried someone. Keep back, said several. The crowd swayed a little, and I elbowed my way through. Everyone seemed greatly excited. I heard a peculiar humming sound from the pit. I say, Ogilvy said, Help keep these idiots back. We don't know what's in the confounded thing, you know. I saw a young man, a, a shop assistant, in walking, I believe he was, standing on the cylinder and trying to scramble out of the hole again. The crowd had pushed him in. The end of the cylinder was being screwed out from within. Nearly two feet of shining screw projected. Somebody blundered against me, and I narrowly missed being pitched onto the top of the screw. I turned, and as I did so, the screw must have come out, for the lid of the cylinder fell upon the gravel with a ringing concussion. I stuck my elbow into the person behind me and turned my head toward the thing again. For a moment, that circular cavity seemed perfectly black. I had the sunset in my eyes. I think everyone expected to see a man emerge, possibly something a little unlike us terrestrial men. But in all essentials, a man. I know I did. But looking, I presently saw something stirring within the shadow, grayish, billowy movements, one above another, and then two luminous disks like eyes. 
then something resembling a little gray snake about the thickness of a walking stick coiled up out of the writhing middle and wriggled in the air toward me and then another a sudden chill came over me there was a loud shriek from a woman behind i i half turned keeping my eyes fixed upon the cylinder still from which other tentacles were now projecting and being pushing began pushing my way back from the edge of the pit i saw astonishment giving place to horror on the faces of the people about me i heard inarticulate exclamations on all sides there was a general movement backward i saw the shopman struggling still on the edge of the pit i found myself alone and saw the people on the other side of the pit running off stent among them i looked again at the cylinder an ungovernable terror gripped me i stood petrified and staring a big grayish rounded bulk the size perhaps of a of a bear was rising slowly and painfully out of the cylinder as it bulged up and caught the light it glistened like wet leather two large dark colored eyes were regarding me steadfastly the mass that framed them the head of the thing was rounded and had one might say a face there was a mouth under the eyes the lipless brim of which quivered and panted and dropped saliva the whole creature heaved and pulsated convulsively a lank tentacle appendage gripped the edge of the cylinder another one swayed in the air those who have never seen a living martian can scarcely imagine the strange horror of its appearance the peculiar v-shaped mouth which is with its pointed upper lip the absence of brow ridges the absence of a chin between its wedge-like lower lip the incessant quivering of its mouth the gorgon groups of tentacles the tumultuous breathing of the lungs in a strange atmosphere the evident heaviness and painfulness of movement due to the greater gravitational gravity pull of the earth above all the extraordinary intensity of the immense eyes were at once vital intense inhuman crippled and monstrous there was something fungoid in the oily brown skin some something in the clumsy deliberation of the tedious movements unspeakably nasty even at this first encounter the first glimpse i was overcome with disgust and dread and suddenly the monster vanished it had toppled over the brim of the cylinder and fallen into the pit with a thud like the fall of a great mass of leather i heard it give a peculiar thick cry and forthwith another of these creatures appeared darkly in the deep shadow of the aperture 
I turned and running madly made for the first group of trees, perhaps a hundred yards away. But I ran slantingly and stumbling, for I could not avert my face from these things. There among some young pine trees and firs bushes, I stopped panting and waited further developments. The common round the sand pits was dotted with people, standing like myself in a half-fascinated terror, staring at these creatures, or rather at the heaped gravel at the edge of the pit in which they lay. And then with a renewed horror, I saw a round black object bobbing up and down on the edge of the pit. It was the head of the shopman who had fallen in, but showing as a little black object against the hot western sun. Now he got his shoulder and knee up, and again he seemed to slip back until only his head was visible. Suddenly he vanished, and I could have fancied a faint shriek had reached me. I had a momentary impulse to go back and help him that my fears overruled. Everything was then quite invisible, hidden by the deep pit and the heap of sand that the fall of the cylinder had made. Anyone coming along the road from Chobham or walking would have been amazed at the sight. A dwindling multitude of perhaps a hundred people or more standing in a great irregular circle, in ditches, behind bushes, behind gates and hedges, saying little to know one another, and that in short, excited shouts, and staring, staring hard at a few heaps of sand. The barrow of ginger beer stood, a queer derelict, black against the burning sky and in the sand pits was a row of deserted vehicles with their horses feeding out of nose bags or pawing on the ground. And that's chapter four. Coming up next time, we'll move on to chapter five of The War of the Worlds, which is called The Heat Ray. Ooh. Dang, exciting. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, the way this is paced out, each chapter kind of reveals a little bit more. I'm kind of liking that. I'm kind of liking that. All right. That's it, guys. Uh, thanks very much for, uh, for popping by and joining the stream. I'll be back on Saturday night, and uh, as we announced in the beginning of the show, our big uh, big announcement is... Uh, that we expect to not only be live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv, but we will begin the first of our simulcast live streams on Rumble.com. Sign up for a free account. Everything's free over there. You don't pay a cent. Uh, Rumble.com slash Pants. Be sure you subscribe. That way you'll get notified when we're live. And we expect to do our first live on Rumble.com coming up on Saturday night. But don't worry, we'll still be on Twitch.tv, Facebook, and, and YouTube also. So we'll catch you there. Until Saturday night, enjoy the rest of your work week. Thank you so much for joining us. Patreon.com slash Jay Sheldon to uh, support the show. I'm Jay Sheldon. I am not wearing pants. Goodbye. <laughs>